Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode, a special episode with a special guest today talking about can Malaysian schools of architecture be like the AA school? So I'm your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, and we are last but not least, you know, before we go into our clubhouse event under the clubhouse room, School of Architecture, you can catch us there for a summary of what we have done on the series of the same topic. And yes, we have at the studio present today, Anna A. Emir. Always happy to see you. Thanks, Naziati. That was a very enigmatic introduction. <laughs> yes, Amma, you know, I just happened to have this newsletter um, in front of me, um, and I just picked it up like several years ago called the School, New Schools of Thought. New Schools of Thought. And it was by a, uh, a school in Leichtenstein. So, excuse me if I don't, I don't. Um, pronounce that well and th this is what we we are thinking this idea of the schools of thought and AA school of architecture has many schools of thought so um so when when we talk about schools of thought obviously we're talking about students students of architecture yeah learning about the schools of thoughts and in, in this quotation it says Students of architecture are the designers of our future and architectural education is probably the first important point of contact with, with architecture for young people. What knowledge is imparted to them here and how it, it is done has a great impact on what values they later represent, what responsibilities they assume for society. Do you, I mean, yes, this is what the nation building is about, you know, regarding values that they will acquire in this school of architecture. And as I recall my experience in UTM in the early 80s, and later I went to Leicester Polytechnic and the UK schools. I didn't actually get to go to the AA, but I managed to work uh, for my part one at Store Street, which is like five minutes walk to the AA, and I attended a lot of evening lectures. I I really appreciated during when I was doing my part one um, practical training that I actually had a huge dose of theory and listening to people like Zara Hadid was there, Herman Hesperger, Tom Mean, yeah. So you had the whole five years of experience plus being exposed to many schools of thought and were you really from from the beginning when you entered the AA school you came you did you were studying some things in the University of Technology in Malaysia and then you went to the AA so can I'm going to give you the space and time to go into this um what happened to you starting from year one to the final and what you've learned, the influences and teaching approaches, which shaped your school of thought eventually. You, you formed your school of thought. 
So everybody should have a school of thought, I, I assume, because <laughs> you may have got one school of thought form. And how is that relevant today? Do you actually practice the school of thought? So do, do share with us this experience. Thank you. Thanks, Naziati. I think um, what you read from that uh, brochure you, you've just uh, recollected says it all. Um, what makes the AA and any successful, I don't want to use the word institution, but organization that churns out talent, I think is diversity. And um, But what makes them relevant to society is what value they bring to society. So what, what uh, and um, I've, I mean, this, this interview has made me sit down and recollect 38 years worth of experience. My God. Um, wow. What yeah. a I, I, and the span of being at the AA was five years plus two years out, one year doing nothing. So eight years in London, uh, just immersing myself with, with this collection of talent at the AA. Uh, um, and if I had, if there was a single word to describe AA success, yes, as you've very rightly said, so multiple schools of thought. But, uh, but then uh, the question is how relevant, uh, and, and it is how um, the beneficiaries of AA then went out to interpret the values, uh, sorry, to, to you know, uh, how they then implemented the school of thoughts, were they of value to society? Mm. And that's what sustained the AA brand because, mm. uh, you know, the, uh, what AA churned out were people who continued to, to uh, investigate, to form, to reform, to regenerate uh, many, many schools of thoughts. Uh, so there isn't a particular school of thought I call my own, but looking back at, at the you know uh, uh, and reflecting and recollecting, uh, what I what I found is there were, there never was a consistent structure or a framework, and and this was similar with all other students uh, throughout the years. But what is it? What's the common factor that kept us, or you know that that, that you know there's a stamp on your face that says okay this is the AA. Uh, brand. Um, and that's what I'd like to know uh, myself. Now, what I notice is there is, in the end, a consistency. And whether that consistency from year one to year five was intentional, um, while I was going through the A, it didn't seem so. It was a real struggle because, you know, every year I had to think, oh, no, what next? You know how uh, I may be successful in, in one year, but what next? And, and therefore, yes, there was a need to be um, there was a need to be continuous in in your school of thought in order to leave AAs successfully. So so um, that, so so what what I started with at the uh, in the first year after years uh, after two year uh, in UTM, and I, as I told you earlier, I must give credit to UTM. It it. it it did shape a foundation before. I wasn't fresh when I entered the AA, uh, but but what I found myself 
uh, searching for was was um, where do I fit in in this whole uh, organization that was so um, uh, dynamic, um, and so it was very uh, entering. The AA was very intuitive. I entered the unit, was interviewed uh, by three architects, um, Matthias Sauberg, Guy Kamli, and uh, Peter St. John or St. Jean, uh, um, depends on how you pronounce him, his name. But these were very dynamic individuals and they were all very different. So it, it wasn't as if first year unit, they were not preaching a particular technique or style or approach. They, they were good friends. They got together and they were very different in their teaching, but yet there, there, there was a theme. So what I found myself uh, doing then was um, looking at the various units and intuitively um, uh, I would select um, um, a unit which I felt I could fit in. So really very intuitive at that point of time. Uh, now, looking back, uh, what what what's what was considerably considerably different about the AA was every project, almost all projects, and and this was um, the unit's selling point, would be a hypothetical hypothetical project, and it would be based in a site or location outside of London of, uh, of the AA. And for me, coming from Malaysia, my God, looking at you know uh, uh, the briefs, they were, they were so exciting. Um, you, for example, in the first first year it was um, uh, Paris, and and in the second year it went to Russia. Third year New York. Fourth year Paris, and and, and so on. So um, today, I think even the idea of traveling, the um, uh, the idea of education not fixed to a place, uh, was very much influential. So you so. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing a kind of a generic um, sweeping um, um, uh, study of how the five years were. Uh, but in general, I believe that's exactly how AA uh, worked. Uh, there wasn't a specific framework. There was a kind of a theme uh, that was uh, promoted by each of the units. Um, and then we were excited with the fact that we had a total freedom to come up with our own brief. And um, then it was a system of um, testing if whatever ideas uh, we had worked, whether it was relevant and, and uh, whether it had appealed to the tutors. So very much, yes, the primary stakeholder are the students. Um, the teachers themselves were learning. So it was, it was a very back-to-back um, -back, um, uh, approach rather than, okay, this is my uh, system of teaching and, and, and you, 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 you know, you, you, uh, if you don't get it, then you don't pass. So, so, that, so that was exciting, this, this complete freedom to do as you wish, but therein also the danger of not knowing what to do and um, not being able to, uh, to, to arrive at a particular school of thought. So the first few years were, were very much intuitive. It was exploring, very much influence. And um, if I found myself um, somehow... Um, Flowing to the path of, um, I would say, the OMH <laughs> product, because Matthias was then working in uh, uh, for Ram Cool House in OMA, 
And um, I found myself attracted to works of art. Uh, there was a whole discussion that, uh, then around um, Russian avant-garde works. Um, I remember when I was in UTM, um, I came across the magazine Domus, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And I was so inspired by Zaha's earlier works, but I didn't understand what, what it was that she was doing. You know, we, we were just taken by all these free-flowing squares and lines that were floating in space. But when I came across um, uh, Malevich's um, Black Square, for example, mm. then I saw the source of influence that influenced these architects that were inspiring me. Malevich was a source of inspiration. Malevich was one of the, the source. So, so, Russian, yeah. so it wasn't as if the architects would say, hey, this is what... I do, these, these are my inspiration. You kind of look at what people were doing. You look at what influenced them. And then uh, you make it your own. So, um, so the first year was very much a kind of voyeurism, if you wish. You know, we, we explored, we went to Paris, walked the streets. Um, and, and then uh, I started... Where did you go in Paris? So, so um, I can't even remember, but um, what we did was, so in a way, it was a gentle influencing, well, I, did, I remember enjoying, we had a lot of fun, <laughs> but we walked the streets of Paris. Now, funny enough, the theme of streets, uh, the theme of uh, movement became a recur uh, recurring theme throughout my years. And somehow, subtly, you pick up on 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 the essence of what you were inspired in a particular year and and whether you realize it or not it began to it begins to influence the following years for example in second year um again uh, I, perhaps not by coincidence we were given a street in this time in london fleet street uh, you know, and Fleet Street was was is the area of where all the uh, journalists and newspapers uh, would would uh, uh, converge. I had the tutors Andrew Minchin and Don Bates, and um, sorry, what Lim had Andrew Minchin. And, uh, what Lim had Andrew Minchin. It's so funny. He had the same tutor, but I think our experiences were different. So our take back was different. So you take back what you make your own, isn't it? This <laughs> house event, I will recall Andrew Minchin. <laughs> Just an added spice. But meanwhile, back to your second year where you're doing Street Street. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so you see, okay, um, you know, we were given a street, much like first year as a site and do as you wish but so it seemed as if it was such an open brief but at the same time we visited Russia we went to um, uh, and this is pre, uh, pre still Cold War era uh, uh, it was quite a stark era yeah yeah 1986 it would have been 85 86 yeah before government yeah I don't even know how we I, I managed to get there, but you know we had. <laughs> it was it isn't the, the luxurious Russia that you know now. You know it was. Really, yeah, um, but uh, we managed to visit the house of Melnikov, um, <laughs> a Russian artist and painter. He didn't have much work, but um, that formed an impact, you know, uh, to me. 
And when I came back, and again, we uh, when we went, were back in London and we were given the uh, Fleet Street as, as a kind of brief, um, mm. what start what um, what happened then was um, slowly um, I was influenced into a path of exposing and subverting. So so because you you know you 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 you're given something. It's, it's not a blank uh, canvas. Um, the 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 essence of um, uh, the politics of uh, a Russian community, a communist community, and then journalism expose and so on. So then, um, what the design that that came about was something that was quite subversive. So I actually designed a pub for a Russian, the Russian editor of Pravda magazine, or Pravda newspaper, something you wouldn't do right in the heart of innovative uh, um, London. <laughs> but, and, and, and really at that point, the architectural typology didn't matter. The architectural language didn't matter. Uh, but the program uh, was what um, spurred interest. Uh, so, so the first two, two, three years, I would say, it was all about arriving at a certain program and what were the influences. There were subtle influences, there were gross influences. Uh, and of course, um, uh, we were guided by our tutors. And how were we guided? We were guided by negation. It wasn't as if, okay, this is what you do but you would know what you wouldn't do, right? So, so uh, third year was interesting. Now, third year, so, so by then I sort of knew, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued with this whole uh, um, movement of constructivism. You know, that's the that's kind of continuity of my interest. Um, third year, I had two tutors, Alex Wall, Stefano Di Martino, both who were then working at um, uh, OMA for Rem Cool House. Um, looking back, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but there's a kind of a pattern. Um, and yes, it very much influenced me. Though that year was, I would say, my formative, formative years uh, out of you know um, the whole intermediate period. Mm-hmm. We actually travelled from Miami all the way up to New York by car. Miami Vice. Miami Vice. And of course, uh, none of these trips were... <laughs> the prerequisite is fun, right? Uh, <laughs> but as students, it was... And, 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 as, and as Malaysian, coming from a totally vernacular can, environment... Can you stop there? What is it impacting you as a Malaysian? Do you feel that you, you were scared and... You know, coming from more conservative Malaysia, you're going like Miami Vice there. But you feel that you were flowing into it? No, it's fine. Everything was architecture. Or you as a person, as a, as, as a young female Asian, do you feel like there is like a turmoil in terms of <laughs> the spirituality or maybe... <laughs> Is that interpreting the architecture? You separate it out, or you just I'll go for the architecture, or do you have any romantic uh, encounters at that time? 
Oh, that I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I fell in love with architecture. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was just so uh, fascinated with whatever I saw. I was just swallowing information, swallowing environment. It was just so absorbing everything. Yes, absorbing. You know, so so first two three years was just absorbing. Um, and, and, and it was so exciting. So I would say um, it, it, uh, maybe overwhelming, but you know, the, you're going through the, the, the it's a saturation of um, uh, of the senses of of sense impressions, sense impressions. So for example, in in Miami, the, the various culture, um, the architectural typologies, the architectural language. And you're looking at sprawling, freewheeling uh, Spanish Cuban community, dancing, music, and and, and fun. You know, um, uh, I wasn't then very sensitive to the political uh, um, uh, implications, but but at surface it seemed like you know uh, this expression of having been oppressed elsewhere uh, then translated into this. Oh, multitude of architectural typologies of Miami sprawling and so on. We then moved to a very conservative uh, U.S. states, you know, going through agricultural cities where they're so-called kampongs. Virginia, Carolina. Yeah, and it was, you know, such a stark contrast. Yeah, the, the, you, um, I remember we would, you know, have we'd stop by and have lunch at the cafe and people would look at us like, you know, what are these people doing? Yeah. We were the aliens there. Yeah. Um, and then we got we reached New York. And that was really my the tipping point for me. I, uh, it, New York was a tipping point because suddenly this dense vertical city uh, that that was a stark contrast from from you know sprawling uh, Malaysia, you know you, you take your time kind of Malaysia. I was just struck uh, with speed. And um, what happened then was um, totally inspired by by the energy and 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 uh, you know uh, dynamism, diversity, and so on. And that totally influenced um, my architectural thought. So that to me was a tipping point. Um, this trip, yeah. How long was this trip? It must have been two or three weeks. Okay. And and you know we were. Uh, that, that was a luxury, I, I feel. And that was a luxury and a necessity. I think if you're, you're an, to be an architect who has, uh, uh, you know, uh, your values have to be beyond the tangible built environment. And that, to me, all the, um, the, the, the traveling was very much was, the learning institution. Was that assignment, like an outcome, like journaling or photography or what? What was the record? What was the documentation of this? That it was not struck. It wasn't structured at all. So you do what you wish. Okay. There was there what? was some were vigorously drawing, <laughs> some <laughs> photographing. You know. Okay, you had a lot of those things happening. Okay. Yeah. So again, the freedom to do as you wish, but you know, it came. The freedom comes with a price because if you're lost, then you know. Uh, you you had some. Uh, not not a framework or a structure, but you had some idea of what you want to pick out during this trip. 
absolutely. Which led to your third year project or whatever it is. Yes. So what, was, what were you observing? So by then, I was so fascinated with motion. I was fascinated with transportation. Okay. I was fascinated with people, uh, uh, you know, um, how the communities were, were, were stark contrast uh, in Miami uh, and, and, and uh, to New York. And I, I noticed that the, the projects or the project brief that I, I used to love uh, working on always had to do with inhabiting leftover spaces. So, so for example, in the third year, I had an, um, an intervention beneath um, uh, a highway, for example. Um, and, um, in, in, and, and that went on till the fourth year and right till fifth year. And uh, funny enough, uh, when went into practice, our, our very first project was the uh, uh, LRT underground system. So, <laughs> okay, hold on there, hold on there. We're coming to the end of part one, which is funny yes. because you know you 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 sort of stopped. Uh, I mean, we're discussing about the third year now. So I I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the. The, your thesis or your your interest on motion transportation people inhabiting leftover spaces intervention beneath a highway i mean this is this is something that that it's like an investigation like a thesis but you start doing it you collect like a journalist in a way investigator a researcher and this 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 whole idea, I think if you are, I'm going to make like an example of a model student, just, just, you know, as of an AA school. So it looks like you, 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 you absorb everything. And I think there were positiveness. I mean, I'm not getting any negatives. Uh, and um, you just had a lot of intuition coming from Malaysia and you were interested in Russian constructivism because of Zaha Hadid's design earlier in UTM and this thread, this pathway, though it is not something that you set up uh, consciously, it's more subconsciously because of intuition, the function of subconsciousness, that's what intuition is. So um, that is a very good recollection. Congratulations on trying to recollect uh, after all those years. So we, I will talk to you in part two. Thanks, uh, Amna. Thank you.